Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Ask the Professionals podcast series presented by Skylight Financial Group. I'm your host, Maggie Yoder, Director of Marketing at Skylight. Skylight is proud to bring our leadership and expertise to light through this amazing podcast series created just for you. This episode features our special needs planning team. During this program, we're going to try to address the most commonly asked questions and concerns that many of our clients have expressed during the financial planning process. If you have special needs planning questions for you, your loved ones, your friends, your family, this podcast seeks to shed light on answers from the professionals. To set the stage, you're going to hear from Cheryl Wall, a mother of a son with special needs. After she walks you through her family's unique situation, you'll hear from our special needs planners, Brian Marino and Tim Farley. To close out the program, David Bannis, an attorney with Hickman & Louder, will weigh in with his supportive advice. Sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, and we'll get started with Cheryl's story. We're really happy to have you with us today. So we're going to start with, why don't you tell me a little bit about your family? Hi, I'm Cheryl Wall. I'm the mom of two boys. My older son is 17. He's graduating from high school in a couple of weeks. And I have a younger son, Jack, who's 13 and attends school at the Monarch School, which is part of the Belfair campus in University Heights. Then there's my significant other, who has three adult children and a daughter in college. So it's sort of the modern-day Brady Bunch. We're a blended family. How old was Jack when you began to realize that he wasn't developing like you would have expected him to? Well, since Jack was my second child, I had certain milestones in mind that I experienced with my first son. And about when he was two, it was clear that he wasn't hitting the milestones like his older brother had. I brought him to the pediatrician for his two-year checkup. I expressed some concerns, and at that time, his pediatrician looked right at me and said, I can tell you right now your child does not have autism, largely because he made good eye contact. But over the next few months, his eye contact began to diminish. His repetitive and unproductive behaviors increased. He was doing things like opening and closing cabinet doors, flushing toilets incessantly. And then at two years and seven months, a pediatric neurologist officially diagnosed him with autism and verbal apraxia. Would you be able to tell us about your reaction or your fears when you first heard the diagnosis? Communication challenges are so devastating. So immediately, I felt alone. I felt scared and angry. But I knew that early intervention was key. I had already started educating myself even before he was diagnosed. So I knew that early intervention was critically important. Shortly before I began my planning, I had been urging my parents to develop an estate plan, and I realized that it was somewhat hypocritical of me to urge them to do this when I hadn't done it myself. So I set out to tackle the estate planning and the financial planning process in parallel. I also have a relative, a cousin my age, who has special needs. Her parents are elderly, and they have not made any definitive plans for her. And I've seen the anxiety that they have faced in trying to address her future. So I wanted to begin that process earlier, and I really wanted to at least have a starting point for 
what may evolve. Why don't you tell us a bit about how you felt about the process? It's really scary to face your own mortality. But knowing that I had a child with special needs, it became even more urgent and it was an imperative that I absolutely had to address. Plus, as a single parent, I felt that I really needed to set my plans in place. I think you really have to prepare yourself mentally for the process, realizing that there are many emotions that will evolve throughout the process, but having a group of people that you can work with and feel comfortable with and be completely open and honest with really eases through the process. I also think having good coordination among the people that you're working with, whether it's your financial planners, your estate planners, or even the educators that are working with your child to know that you're beginning to have these discussions, you're thinking about your child's future and what that might look like. How much money you need to save may depend upon your child's earning capacity. And so getting a realistic view of that when they're young, while we can't look into a crystal ball and necessarily know what that is going to look like. Has completing the process given you peace of mind? I think it's a huge relief when you finally get to the point where you have a plan. And while that plan may not be the final plan in the end, it's terrific to have gone through the process to have had the conversations because really what it's about is getting your family engaged in thinking about the future for your your child. So absolutely, there is a sense of relief in having completed the process. What's the one thing that you would want other parents to know that are in a similar situation? I think one of the things that surprised me in going through the financial planning and the estate planning process was that it really wasn't as expensive as you might think. And so it really doesn't matter how much money you make, how little money you make. The need to create a plan is what's important. I am glad that I had the foresight to start the process early because it gives you more time to really execute your plan. Hi, I'm Brian Marino. I'm a partner with Skylight Financial Group here in Cleveland, and I work in both the special needs and business planning teams. Tell us about how you met Cheryl and her family. Yeah, I met Cheryl as I do most of my clients uh, in the special needs community. It's through someone else who was tied into a special needs organization that had kids in the autism space and just thought the world of Cheryl and knew that she was looking for some guidance and really thought that we would connect and made the referral. So why did you decide to specialize in financial planning for families with special needs? I have family ties to special needs community. I have a family member that has, that is on the autism spectrum. And I also have a lot of clients that before I actually was specializing in the special needs planning space that had kids with disabilities. And I wanted to make sure we were doing planning the right way. And I just felt that 
there was more we could do. So we actually started researching and we found that there was a lot more education and certification out there and decided that that would be something that I'd love to add into my practice. So tell us about what your designation means and what it took to get it. The Chartered Special Needs designation, uh, we call it the CHSNC, if you're looking at letters after our name on our cards. It's really the go-to in the special needs planning world for families if they want a planner who they know is certified in special needs, who's committed a large part of their practice and a large part of their time to helping families with children and adult children with disabilities. And I can tell you when I first got into the special needs planning space, it wasn't there. There was some education with different insurance companies, different investment companies, but there wasn't a true designation. So through a number of years and working with some really great organizations, we actually were part of helping to create that and were one of the first classes through that program. What should a family be looking for when they're selecting a financial planner to work with when they have the added challenge of special needs? When we're looking at special needs specifically, I always relate it back to an example of a doctor. If I'm the world's best orthopedic knee surgeon, but all of a sudden I want to start doing LASIK eye surgery and I want you to be my first patient, you know, most people would say, no, I'm not going to take that on as, as your first patient. It's the same thing in special needs. When you have someone who says, you know what, I think I want to work with families that have kids with disabilities, that's tremendous. We, we want and need more advisors in this space. And so when, when a family is looking for especially a financial planner in the special needs space, ask them, how many, how many families have you worked with that have kids with disabilities? And if they say two, probably not a good fit. If they say 200, that's a better number. But I think at the end of the day, it's really just doing your homework and, and making sure they have the experience as well as the designation. If you're going to give a single point of advice to families in similar situations to Cheryl's, what would you tell them? There's so much we can do with time. So even if the... the the income flow isn't there or, you know, there's things that we have to, you know, take in chunks or pieces or even divide up over a couple of years. The more time we have to plan, the better. Um, the families that come in when their children or adult children are, are younger, you know, it just gives us a, a, a longer glide path to be able to accomplish some of the things that, that we need to do. And But, you know, when someone comes in and says, hey, my kid's turning 18 next month, I need to do all this stuff, that's that's challenging. Not that we can't get it done, but you'll lose a little bit of, of opportunity or strategy that exists when you have 5, 10, 15 years. So the single best piece of advice is just don't wait. What makes Skylight different when it comes to working with this very particular population? I love talking about this because I'm one of the individuals that helped start our special needs practice over a decade ago, and we've worked really hard to be different. We've really tried to build a collaborative a unique approach that focuses on the families and the life care planning and really want to be a resource. And so, you know, the one thing that I always love hearing when I see a client after six, 12 months, when they say, hey, you referred me to ABC organization and they were awesome. Then they referred me to DEF organization and it goes on and on. And we hear this, this story about how, you know, everyone in this community continues to pass on that family to the next best resource. And that's what we've tried to, to drive within Skylight, is to be that conduit, to be that starting point of, of getting families to do planning and then helping them with the next step and the next step and the next step. And that's, that's really unique because we don't see that anywhere and we've tried to build it. And I think we're, we're doing a good job in adding to that every year as well. I'm here now with Tim Farley, Special Needs Planner with Skylight Financial Group. 
So Tim, when you're selecting other advisors to work with in creating a financial plan for families with special needs, what is it that you're looking for? I would say the first one, and I think the most important, is passion in the special needs community. I think a lot of advisors, whether it's financial professionals, it's CPAs, it's estate planning attorneys, what we found is that they all have a passion to be in the space, whether it's having a family member or a loved one with special needs, it's working through nonprofits, could be any host of things. But I think first and foremost, it's people that want to be in the space and have an impact in families in the community. I would say the second thing is specialization. And I would say the last piece would be listening. Most of the families that we talk to have very unique situations. And I relate it to autism in the sense that we can meet several children who have the same diagnosis of autism, but yet they're completely different people. They have different challenges. And so as we talk with families, we want to understand their children and we want to understand themselves. So ultimately, we can provide the best advice uh, on a personalized basis. In the financial planning process, there's a lot of information needed. What should a family be prepared to provide you with so that you can effectively do your work? Our job as advisors is to help them build their plan to center around the goals for their loved one with special needs, as well as for themselves and potentially their typically developed children. There's a checklist of documents, could be tax returns, current estate planning documents, investments, insurances, employee benefit manuals, loans, etc. On top of that, we also look at what is the child or loved one receiving in forms of government benefits. So are they currently receiving Social Security, Medicaid, any of the county waiver programs, or are they on waiting lists right now? This allows us to better understand what potential benefits the children or loved one may receive in the future and how that can impact the special needs plan. So one unique characteristic at Skylight is the teaming concept, where similar specialists work together, recognizing that a lot of different views and in-depth discussion result in comprehensive financial plans. Can you tell us how you and Brian and the other members of the team collaborate when you're working with families? The biggest issue or challenge we see with families that end up hiring us is that they don't have all the pieces and parts together of planning. Typically, when you ask about the last time they sat down with every one of their advisors at once to talk about their specific plan and situation, very few do. Most of their tax professionals don't necessarily talk ongoing with their investment and insurance advisors, nor do the investment and insurance advisors necessarily talk to their estate planning attorneys. As a result of the lack of communication between professionals, naturally opportunities get missed to help clients. Thanks for joining us today, David. Can you tell us a bit of background on you and your firm? My name is David Bannis. I'm an attorney with the law firm of Hickman & Lauder here in Cleveland. We specialize in special needs planning for families uh, with children with disabilities. We represent adult individuals with all various degrees of disability, mental illness, physical disabilities, and we also represent the elderly in obtaining long-term care and all of the associated uh, uh, legal aspects of that. What is it about Skylight that allows you to feel comfortable when you're working with us? The most common complaint or question or anxiety that happens when I meet with a family that has a special needs child or a family that comes in and maybe it's a brother or a sister that is uh, trying to 
coordinate benefits for their loved one who needs Medicaid or is trying to coordinate Medicare and Medicaid and all of these very confusing governmental benefits and all of the eligibility requirements is there just aren't enough clear answers out there. And one of uh, the things that drives me in my practice is trying to get people the peace of mind of knowing the facts. Maybe we can't solve all the problems, but we can get as clear of answers as possible. Working in a collaborative setting with other professionals that get it is so important for really helping clients achieve what they need to achieve. Whether that's eligibility for benefits, whether that's uh, just a sense of security. Are you able to summarize your involvement and the steps that you follow when you're working with a family like Cheryl's? When working with a a family like Cheryl's, the initial meeting is going to be fact-gathering. So I want to know all of the benefits that a disabled child may be eligible for. I want to know the specifics of the disability. I want to know the family history. I want to know the family dynamic as it stands now. I want to know where the parents are, what the, the situation is with income, with housing, with siblings. Education uh, is a big piece. What grade level and what school is involved. There are so many facts that we need to gather at the outset in order to put together a special needs plan from the legal perspective. The financial piece is something that we generally rely on Brian and Tim and and other professionals to take care of. What my focus is at that point is putting in place a trust document and powers of attorney surrogate decision making so that if something bad happens, if there is a death in the family, if there is uh, a change, a serious change in circumstances, that we are legally prepared to react as best as possible and as efficiently as possible to whatever happens. All of this with a very clear focus on the maintenance or the achievement of various governmental benefits like Social Security, Supplemental Security Income, and Medicaid. One of the biggest fears that I think all parents of disability face is that if something happens to them, who in the world is going to be able to take care of my child as well as I can? And who in the world could possibly know everything about my child that I know once I'm gone? And the answer to that is nobody. There is nobody out there that's going to be able to take care of their child as well as mom and dad or both. But we can take a number of steps to make sure that there are pieces in place to make sure that that child is going to be taken care of, that they're still going to get the governmental benefits that they not only need but deserve. And we can put in place people that are going to be there to carry out the, maybe not the financial wishes of of mom or dad, but the care coordination piece, the making sure of that the, the money's going to be used not just to sit in an account and grow, but to be used to make their son or daughter's life as full and fruitful as possible. Thank you for joining our Ask the Professionals podcast episode today. We hope you found this helpful and informative. For more information on Skylight Financial Group and our special needs planning team, please visit skylightfinancialgroup.com slash special needs. Keep on the lookout for our next podcast, which will highlight our strategic alliance with Century Federal Credit Union. The Skylight Financial Group podcast is a production of the Front Porch People, Cleveland's premier podcast and radio network, where great conversations happen. 
A special thanks to producers Bridget Coyne and Julie Fink, audio engineers Dave Douglas and Eric Coltnow, business development manager Connor Standish, and today's interviewed guests, David Bannis, Tim Farley, Brian Marino, and Cheryl Wall. Learn more about this and other podcasts by The Front Porch People at thefrontporchpeople.com. I'm your host, Maggie Yoder. Thanks for listening. Neither David Bannis nor the firm of Hickman & Lauder are subsidiaries or affiliates of MML Investor Services or Skylight Financial Services, and their viewpoints do not represent those of MML Investor Services or Skylight Financial Services. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through qualified registered representatives of MML Investor Services, LLC, member SIPC, OSJ 2012 West 25th Street, Suite 900, Cleveland, Ohio 44113, 216 621